beautiful people, and welcome to the Glorious in the Mundane podcast. I'm your host, Christy Knuckles, and I'm overjoyed about my co-host today for this episode as I welcome to you right now the lovely and enchanting Ellie Holcomb. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the crowd. <laughs> yeah! It's so good to be here with this beautiful community you have. Hello. It's good to have you back. It's been a while. You were on the podcast when it kind of first started. I know. I remember driving to your beautiful piece of property. And I was just thinking today how we were going to Zoom. And I was like, this is not the same. But (laughs) we all know, we all know things are not the same as they used to be. But God is the same. So that's That's right. That's right. You didn't get to come to Sherwood Forest. That's what you called it. And I was like, But I think even on top of, I was thinking today, even on top of the COVID weirdness, it's like already, I think it's like this um, interesting thing in Nashville where I so very much, I mean, Nathan, I talk about all the time. I love the synergy of artists and songwriters and creatives, but I think the downside of it is that we're all usually going in different directions and we hardly ever get to sit down like this. Uh, I feel like you and I always just see each other and we never have time. We're just literally like, I love you, friend. Okay, bye. <laughs> I see you. I know you. You've kind of changed my life a couple times and high five and see you later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm sure everyone listening feels like that is maybe just, maybe it's not just Nashville. I don't know, but it is a joy to get to have a few minutes with you today and I'm excited to just sit down and know what's going on in your world. I did actually, I've gotten to see you recently, which has been really good because you and I got to be a part of the Faithful Project. And that has been really beautiful. Yes. I wanted to talk about that and kind of point to it because I think it's so it's so very special. In fact, we are going to get to be a part of a live stream that airs May 1st. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. yeah. And the link's coming actually, up. Yeah, the link to get your tickets, all of those who are listening, once we tell you about it, you're going to want to know about it. It's actually in the link um, of the description of this podcast, the link is, um, so that after we tell you about it, you're going to want to go get your tickets for it. But it really has been this project, I mean, that was so precious. Our friend Keely, I remember having coffee with Keely, who works for Compassion International. It's probably been six years ago that Mm -hmm. she and I sat across from each other and she shared this vision of what would it look like if some songwriter women got together with some author women and developed a community and what if we wrote songs together? And so we got to do that really the last year and a half or so. And you were a huge part of that. What has that meant for you? I mean, I think the songs show it, but what, what has this meant for you personally to get to be in this little community? Yeah, I think uh, it felt like, so this was in the before times, when before COVID, <laughs> when we got together initially, there were three different sort of writing camps. Um, and it was such a beautiful thing, just like you said. And, I, and as artists, songwriters, storytellers, poets, we have kind of wide orbits, you know, and we miss each other. It's like ships passing. Like, just like you said, we're like waving and it's like, Hey, I love you so much. You changed my life. Bye. And 
very rarely are we all in the same city. So it felt like a miracle that we could even Mm -hmm. all get that many of us together in one room. And what the, the thing that has stuck with me uh, from that experience is we, man, how much we need community because we would gather up in the morning uh, and we would in a circle and so there's this sort of like cir- circle theme that's been happening. But in the mornings we got in the circle, we would do a writing prompt together, basically. Sarah McIntosh mm-hmm. and Leslie Jordan of The Fold, who amazing organization helping people find their original voice. Um, they We would write. We would do these little writing prompts in like seven minutes and then share that. And out of that, it's amazing what five minutes of being still and putting a pencil to paper and without a filter, letting out what's in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I was reminded that there are ocean depths of sorrow and story and longing and dreams and joy that are beneath the surface. And I think sometimes we live at the surface. And so for me, like that faithful project was like, let's go scuba diving. I've never been scuba diving, <laughs> totally- but. I think if it's anything like the faithful thing, I would like it (laughs) because we just, we just broke the surface and we had all these deep water conversations. So in the morning we would gather in a circle and share stories of really like God's faithfulness uh, in our own lives or times where we wondered if he would be faithful. Like we were writing, some of us were writing about that. And then we would split up into smaller circles all over this little art house, beautiful place in Nashville. And we would lean into different stories of women in scripture. And I think Amy Grant says it like this, but it's like, we did such intentional, there's a way to listen so intentionally that you can sing somebody's life back to them in a song. And I feel like that's what we had the privilege of doing with both each other and Mm -hmm. with these women in scripture who some of them only get a line, you know, I mean, but it's that little line is representative of a whole heart and a life. And then I think there was this meta narrative that ended up getting told of the epic story of God's love for us when we would gather again in the circle at night to sing each other songs of God's faithfulness to women throughout this, like that we read from this ancient text, the Bible, like it's crazy. (laughs) And so I think there, there was this sense of two things for me that I took away from that of a really needing to listen, like this idea, like sometimes people have words for a year. I don't really always do that intentionally, but sometimes there's a word that continues to come up over and over and listen has been Mm -hmm one of them for me. And so that was a practice in listening, not only like being still enough to listen to each other, but then also to listen to God and, and to pay attention for how he was moving, even though we didn't get all the details that we wanted from these women's stories sometimes to listen Mm -hmm. to what he was doing and how he was working in their Mm -hmm. stories. And so we started the circle you know, in the morning, yeah. God's faithfulness in our own lives ended it. God's faithfulness in this epic story and ended up being invited into, or for me, I felt invited into um, this invitation that he gives all of us to go and speak of what we've seen him do. So beautiful. I heard it recently said that, and I'd never thought about this before, but that 
in scripture, mostly men went out in a way to meet with God, but all throughout scripture, God went to the woman where she was. Wow. And that just blew me away. And I think, you know, it just speaks so much to what we were created for and are still called to carry as women, just relationally, I think, in our homes and in our communities, that he would go and meet the woman right where she was. Where she and is. if you think back, it, it's like the woman at the well and just, you know, he, he came to where they were. And I, I think that's something that as soon as I heard that, I thought about those stories that we got to just be invited into um, with these women in scripture. And I just was like, wow, that is so true. And it's still true for you and me. And yes, the song that, um, I don't think either you, I know I didn't write on it and I don't know that you did, but it's called The Detour. I know that that just got released, that single, oh, yeah. The Detour. And I just have to Whoa. say the lyrics. Actually, I know. This is just so. will give you a little taste. I mean, Ellie did write on a bunch of them. You did write on a bunch that are just absolutely amazing. But um, I texted the song to a friend yesterday, actually two different friends, just to say like, hey, this song is out. By the way, my husband Nathan produced it. And I think the music alone is just like, it's so beautiful. Stunning. But um, yeah. it is stunning. And um, But the chorus says, you've been good to me. I am safe to hope. I will dare to believe when the way is long and slow. I am full of doubt, but you are kind and close. I will trust the detour is the road. And I feel like that phrase just sums up so many moments. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, so many moments of last year, especially. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Like when you think about the year that we all just had of like canceling plans. Yeah. Yes. We were invited into the detour. (laughs) Yes, we were. Um, I was just reading this week on John and Susie Eldridge's, I have their app. I love praying the prayers that they have on the app. It's the Wild at Heart app. But they were talking about how women are relational specialists, um, that women are needed to protect relationships and bring them back to center stage where relationships belong. And I love that, um, that as we as women, and they even said this, that because of the Trinity, we know that relationship is the most important thing in the universe. I love that. that they said it's like because uh, of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, that we know that relationship is the most important thing in the universe. And so they were like, don't give way or yield You know your intuitive sense as a woman and the importance of being a woman and how we champion relationship. And I think that was just so evident, I think, as you were saying, like listening And then I think just creating that space where it was safe to share those stories, even just like the writing prompts were, I know for a lot of people, like, I've never done this before, or this feels really like soul bearing. Um, But it just felt like such a safe place. And I just marveled at, um, you know, I remember turning to a couple of people and just said, like, you know, I just don't feel an ounce of pretense in this room. And... It just felt like Mm -hmm. such a sense of women being for each other. And um, I know that that is not common or something that we stumble upon often. And so um, I just just encourage y'all to watch the live stream on May 1st because it's going to be, it's all of us getting together as songwriters and authors and sharing the stories behind all these songs. 
and just sharing what God did in these women in scripture, like you were saying. And um, yeah, I just wanted to point to it because it's something that, yes. And in us. Yes, in us. So beautiful. So May 1st, live stream, Faithful Project. You're invited. Yes. You're invited into the circle. You know, and to 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 marvel at how God's yeah. faithful, but then to ponder, and then to ultimately go and speak of how He's been yeah. faithful, and and sing of how He's been faithful in your life too. So come on into the circle. <laughs> That's right, and I feel like I've said it the last maybe a few podcasts, but just that, um, you know just i guess recognizing that that it is that it isn't a common thing and women are hungering for that they're hungering to be invited into mm-hmm. the circle and so i think it is something that we've all found that has to be fought for because like you said it was a miracle that all of our schedules got together and we were in those rooms and I actually only got to make it to one of the retreats because of just travel but um even if you're listening yeah. and you're like i want that um i pray that even just us getting a taste of that and sort of just sharing it will compel you listening to even create a safe space for women, you know, to create that, like be that place, like create that circle where you are, because that's just, if it weren't for Keely, I just think about her dream who she's not an author or a songwriter, but she had, God gave her that dream. And I just love that she got to even see that come into fruition because it was something she kept seeing and sensing and fighting for. And so even just, yeah, it's okay that it's not in your life right now, but you could actually create that and be that. So love it. So I wanted to share oh, about that. Christy, that's so good. Well, and I think that's such a good question too, to ask. I, in one of the conversations that we did, if you do the VIP package, you get all these like behind the scenes conversations that they yes. filmed, which I'm going to do the VIP package just so I can see every other conversation that I didn't get to be a part of. I know, and I know. Because I loved it so much because we didn't all get to be a part of every one of those. But one of the things that that we were talking about and cultivating friendship, and I think it's so important um, because we were made for relationship and we are okay. We're safe to need that. Like that's how we were made. We were begotten from relationship, just like you said. God started the relationship. He had the whole idea and he's committed to finishing. Like he's in it for the long haul, which is really good to know. Um, But (laughs) we are like, like, phew. Um, But we are invited and I think made to cultivate that. And so Amy asked this question, like, what's something that you've invited people to? And I'd love to know this from you, Christy. What's something that you've invited people to that you weren't sure if people were going to (laughs) come? I think it's brave. It's brave to cultivate conversation. It's brave to cultivate a safe space. And, and that was very much the parameters were there. Like what happens in this room stays in this room when we're sharing our own stories. Like we want to yeah. then go out and, and share the stories of God's faithfulness. And when people want to share their own stories, they can. But when we're sharing our personal stories, this is a, this is a shelter here. Like yeah. we're going to keep this space, you know, um, safe. And we're going to look for, this is part of the fold practice, but we're going to look for what's strong 
and lovely and for what sticks with you because the other stuff has a way of flushing. It's like sloughing off when you just do that. But what if you invited somebody to that you weren't sure, like, what was that like? Because all of us have the ability to do that, even if it's a conversation or dinner or training Mm -hmm. for a marathon. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it could be anything, but we're called to that. Yeah, absolutely. I think about just, uh, I had Lauren Chandler on not long ago, and we talked about the very first time, like, I knew I was supposed to invite women into my home, especially like worship leader women or people, women who I knew that God had brought around me that wanted to do what I do. But it was like, he was doing something new in me to the point where like, I kind of saw them for the first time in a different way. I wasn't just so looking out for what he was unfolding in me, but it was like, oh, look at these women I brought around you. And we talked about how it was just sort of like, at first it was that. It was like, is anyone even going to come? Like, what... (laughs) What do I have to offer? Um, I sort of like felt like Mary Catherine Gallagher. I mean, like uh, just SNL skit, like, you know, when she used to like trip over all the chairs and like, <laughs> yes, like she's sweating and like, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it turns out, I mean, yeah, the right people did show up and hopefully it was that safe place around my farm table. And it just takes like, yeah, just trying it and putting one foot in front of the other, <laughs> even when you're not sure yeah. it's going to work. I, I really, even when you're not sure, I mean, I don't, very similar experience this year in COVID, you know, of, and this relates anyway to many of the things you talk about in your book, but I, I, I just, I found myself in the wake of COVID and then in the wake of, George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, just seeing, I, I, for me, there was a, I was able to listen in a way that I wasn't, that I hadn't been listening before. It's not that I was unaware that there was racism, that there was brokenness in systems. Mm-hmm. Um, and even within the church about this, like I, right. I know, I knew, was smartly aware of that. I had never really listened very intentionally. And because of COVID and everything was shut down, I began listening in a different way and, and felt like I was waking up in a way that I had never woken up before. So I was looking to be a part of Latasha Morrison's bridge builder group. I was like, I gotta, I need to, I have a lot of work to do. (laughs) And so I need to, I want to read this book and I want to, be talking with an inner diverse group of women. Well, every, all of their groups were shut down for COVID. And so I was talking with Annie Downs, our mutual friend with about all this. And she was like, well, why don't you start a club? And I was like, uh, like a book club in your backyard, like socially distanced around a fire. Like that's easy. Right. And I was like, uh, yeah, (laughs) I'm a baby infant toddler in this stuff. I'm, I'm just making mistakes. I'm vomiting everywhere. Like I don't, I don't know. I can't lead a group. I don't know anything. I just need to listen. That's pretty much all I need to do. Mm -hmm. And as it turns out, I had a conversation with a friend of mine, Zandy, who actually was really cool. A couple of the bridge builder girls that ended up being in our group were a part of the band that was, that was there for the faithful project that you'll see in the live stream. But Zandy, I was just my friend and beautiful black woman. And we started having conversations and I was brave enough to be like, would you lead a group with me? <laughs> I love it. A, a bridge building group. I love and it. And I was like, I don't know how, 
but I remember hearing Latasha Morrison say when she started this whole thing, she it just started with a conversation. She was like, I remember thinking all I have to do if I can just have really good snacks there. <laughs> like it might, this might totally so fail and bomb, yes. but at least we'll eat some good food together. Like <laughs> at least the snacks will be on. And so when we did this, you know, I've got three tiny kids. I've got eight, five and two and a half. And so I'm like, okay, my snacks have to be on point. Like I have to be, right. like, I have to be settled. And Christy, the day came when we were meeting for the first time and I'm literally like, I've prepared nothing. I, in my mind, I was going to have a charcuterie board and like some, right, right. some wine, like some, some special drinks. And I walk out there with a bag of dried mango, a, a, ba- a bag of dried mangoes, a bag of dried mango from Costco. Mangoes. I had oh some my. like popcorn, white cheddar popcorn bag. It was all my half eaten Costco bags of extra snacks. Oh my God. <laughs> threw them in the middle and I was like, I'm so sorry. I have some LaCroix. Would anybody want one? <laughs> or at least some of you guys snacks would be better. Welcome to my home. There's toys everywhere in our yard. Like, I am so sorry. Oh, but what happened when, what has happened in those conversations, it feels like kingdom of heaven work stuff. Yeah. Like, like, my heart, as I've just been brave enough to make mistakes and to say I'm sorry and to listen more intentionally yeah. That one brave thing, just like Keely, she was like, what yeah. if we invited people and cultivated community and to look at all the ways and things that ways that that nourished each of us. I just want to encourage everybody listening. What might, I'm like, do they comment on this thing? I'm like, comment right now below. Right. I don't think you can do that, but like send Christy an email or me and tell <laughs> us what God is calling you to invite people to. And maybe that's a round that's robin great. question. Like, at your dinner yeah. table with your family tonight, but there's, how do we get into that. that deeper water communal stuff that we are made for into that current, you know? Yeah. And, and I think I thought of the, of, of that very first retreat so long ago because of what you, it's sort of what you just said. It was literally what dominoed from there. And, and just to think what all that, you know, even you just starting that, just what what more, you know, it will open up in your life to keep creating that space. And so that was sort of the beginning point for me that would really create more of like, um, just, I don't know, like trusting God with the unfolding of me so that it freed me to enter into that space with others and like, what's God unfolding in others? And how can I be a part of like, like you're saying, just like mm. listening deeper and um, it just really did, it, it dominoed into so many other things. And I know that that will be the case for you. Just, you know, starting that and just bringing what you had, mangoes and popcorn. It's great. That sounds like good snacks, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I mean, so it wasn't so I bad, it. you know. <laughs> I love that. So I was reading a little bit because you just released a new single, right, called Canyon. And I love it because I think so yes. much of what you, you've you been listening deeply because it sort of, it made you kind of like change the trajectory, right, of the whole album, right, that you're working on and just the season that you've been in. It's caused you with this deeper listening oh, yeah. and you've kind of just been like, whoa, pause. Okay, there's this whole other thing that needs to come forth. And so talk to me a little bit about it. Cause I listened to Canyon this morning and I already told you before we started that 
I wanted to like go out in my yard and dance. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think in so many ways, Christy, like a lot of the freedom, something was healed in me in that time when we met together. And I think part of it was seeing how different God made. I mean, and we've laughed about this even on Instagram. Like you posted the picture of us sitting next to each other, like cozied up in a chair and I'm being over dramatic with hands. And, and you're like this, like peaceful presence, chill. And, and I saw other women and how God specifically crafted them to bring such beauty into the earth. And then I felt, I don't know about you, but I felt so seen. And like, Mm, oh, God made me. And he actually, the way that he works is he uses all of us collectively to represent and to reflect his light in in just a certain specific way. And so Mm. it freed up some things in me. And I've been on a journey of, um, I'm a seven on the Enneagram, hate pain hate conflict, hate hard things. So the fact that I started a bridge builder conflict, conflict, a bridge builder group that like leans into this really hard material. I'm like, this is the last thing that I ever thought I'd do. I was like, I'm like, Oh, that's so sad. Okay. And moving on. And and (laughs) that is like not the way to deal with grief. And so I had like, even in counseling, Mm. I had talked about grief before, but I had never or talked about sorrow or hard things before, but I had never actually let myself grieve it. And so all yeah. of a sudden I'd spent a couple years going to the deepest wounds of my own story and, and mm. letting, just breathing there and grieving them. Cause I was seeing it start to come out sideways, which is what happens, right? When yes, we don't yes. like allow really God to do a healing work or allow ourselves to feel the sorrow, the lament. There's, there's not really like, there's there's not a complete healing or for me there wasn't and there hadn't been. And so as I did that, I encountered like the place that I thought was going to kill me, you know, visiting the places in my story that I thought were going to kill me. Actually, I started coming to life like, because I encountered the, the, the closeness and the nearness and the tenderness and the empathy of God in a Mm. way that I had never encountered before. And I, I felt like I got that taste of like the whole beatitudes, like the, the upside down, the sermon on the Mount, the upside down kingdom of heaven. It's like, blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. Blessed are the poor for they will inherit the kingdom of heaven. That whole deal. I felt like I was living it and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I never thought I would want to go here. And here I am in the midst of some of this deepest pain. It it is hard. Like there's a cost to, to grieving Mm. like, and to letting yourself do that for sure. But in the midst of that man of sorrows himself is right there. And so I had been on this journey, had honestly written a whole record like that I was getting ready to record. Mm. And then this faithful women project came and then COVID the tornado in Nashville, that was intense too. Safer at home, racial tension, political division, and and isolation and loss upon loss. And I just, and literally, so not what I started seeing is God not only entering my personal sorrow and my grief, but God being in the yeah. midst of this like more, more global, national, these bigger things that feel divided and hard and wounded and weary. And, and so I basically like... I have a whole record that I basically tossed aside and went to the Grand Canyon 
and was we camped on the northern. Have you been, Christy, to the Grand Canyon? I haven't. I want to so bad. And so when the numbers were low, this was my first time to go ever. Mm-hmm. And when the numbers were really low, I um, we I got to go and we camped on the northern rim, went down into the canyon, rafted the river, camped on the riverbanks. And our guides were telling us, they were like, man, these canyon walls, are they just tell a story. And it's actually a story of like disaster upon disaster. It's like volcano, landslide, mudslide, earthquake, drought. Mm. And I was like, this feels like a picture of what our nation feels like, of even within the yeah. church, like watching on Instagram, people hate each other, cancel each other, mute each other. Like, I'm like, man, we're like supposed to be known by our love. We are like not doing this very well. And, and like wound upon wound, loss upon loss. And I just was like, this feels like the biggest picture, but there in the middle of all of that, in the very deepest part of the pit of that, there was a river there carrying us through. Mm -hmm. And I just thought I've never seen a more beautiful picture of the gospel. Like, than than this right. that knowing water moves to the lowest place we just had the flood in nashville did y'all have any flooding we i mean just my parents did um yeah we were okay we live kind of up on a ridge but yes it was like our, our yeah, road was definitely like underwater so much but like water always goes to the lowest place like and so yeah i and that is what i was like oh my goodness there is an ever-present current of God's love mm. that runs deeper than our deepest ache and that will carry us, if we'll only let it and release ourselves into it, it will carry us when we can't carry on any longer. And it was also, Chris, it was really hot on that trip we went in August. And most people don't do that in the Grand Kings. It's just like 120 degrees. Right, right. <laughs> oh, so it's like you were literally like baking in the sun. and. Right. And in the same breath, the water, because it's moving, is like 50 degrees. And so it's like Mm. the heat of life is really hot sometimes. But there is this ever-present river of God's love that that will refresh us and revive our souls. And and that is accessible, like hidden underground reservoirs, even when we're on land. That's accessible at any time because of His Spirit. And so there is just this... Uh, expanding in my soul that happened as I grieved. Like, I mean, even in this bridge building group, as I grieved, like the the story of racism, of slavery in our own country, and the way that that's even, we're reading uh, Color of Compromise by Jamar Tisby right now. That's even within the church, ways that we've compromised, mm-hmm. like image bearing sons and daughters of God. We've made compromises that have not served them well or protected them or mm-hmm. loved them. And so, but in the midst of that, we're also Isaiah 61 people who get to be a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor who go and rebuild ancient ruins. We're the peace people. Mm. We're the reconciliation people. And we ultimately get to join up as particles of water in that river to bring refreshment and life, even in the deepest places of pain and division. And I'm like, Oh Lord Jesus, show us how Mm. to do that. And so I went home from that Grand Canyon trip and I couldn't shake the canyon. <laughs> so I just wrote a whole new record of songs. I love it. And from a freed place and from a healed it. place of knowing I'm God's kid and I can shake my fist at the mm. sky and say, I, 
I need you to, where are you in this dark night? Where are you in this division? And to know because of who he is and because of the cross, he's already been to the grave place, to the ash places where dreams don't come true and he's moved through it. And it's like, oh, thanks be to God. (laughs) We're not without hope. Yes. Well, when I think about you and even just getting to see you, you know, lead through the Faithful Project and, you know, you really kind of, I know you wouldn't think this about yourself, but you really did spearhead it. I mean, it, it just, in a way that like, I really believe God just sort of set you apart for this season to, to really sort of be um, kind of that person that was, um, you know, the inviter in a lot of ways. But I think also just um, it was going along with just your story and what God was doing and unfolding in you, obviously with just even the music that He would have, you know, you create um, that's going to come out later on. But even with the song Canyon that I listened to this morning, and I was just thinking, um, you you sing with such beautiful and compelling angst. And I've talked about this definition mm-hmm. of angst that I found um, embarrassingly on the urban in, in the Urban Dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you're listening, don't go to the Urban Dictionary ever. <laughs> um, but it's, <I've, laughs> it's wild. Yeah. Yes. It's a wilderness don't go there. there. It's, just, it's just that I Googled the word angst once, and I was like, what does that really mean? Because <laughs> and that definition <laughs> happened to pop up, and it was actually, like, so redeeming. And I was like, I, I love this, and this is... It was like weird. It was like this is how I wanted to interpret the the angst that I'm talking about that can be beautiful and compelling. But I've used this on the podcast a couple of different times. But it says angst, often confused with anxiety, is a transcendent emotion in that it combines the unbearable anguish of life with the hopes of overcoming mm-hmm. this seemingly impossible situation. Without the important element of hope, then the emotion is anxiety, not angst. Angst denotes the constant struggle one has with the burdens of life that weighs on the dispossessed and not knowing when the salvation will appear. And I love that last part. It's not if, but when the salvation will appear. And that's what I always think of when when I see you lead or I see you sing and I hear your songs. Um, you carry this beautiful, compelling angst that in the best way, that is, that is holding both sides of the tension. And you just said it, you know, you can like look up to the sky and go like, God, why is this happening? And what, what, why are we having to experience such pain and such, um, heartache? And, um, but at the same time, you're like, but I will hold out hope. <laughs> and I even think about just, you know, when you and I first, when you and I first met, um, you came rolling in and, and, you know, I just will never forget how, you know, we opened the scriptures together. And that was the thing that immediately sort of united us as fast friends in that moment. Um, I think about just we went right there and the truth will do that, right? Just in a matter of minutes. And That's exactly and before long, it was, you were like, what's, what are you, what is burning on your heart in the scriptures? And, and for me, it was first Corinthians um, three, I believe where it just says, um, you know, Paul's talking about, you know, don't boast in man because you have everything in Christ. All is yours. Um, whether that's, 
you know, Paul or Apollos, he's like, whether that's myself or, or Peter, or, you know, if it's life or death or present or future, all is yours in Christ. And I was just, just kind of wrestling with that. It's like, wow. I mean, to be able to say like, God, I already have everything I need in you. All is mine in you. And I can rest in this season, even though the unimaginable is actually happening um, to all of us right now, like worldwide. Mm. Um, and I remember for you, yeah. it was Romans 4, yeah. where um, it, it's Romans 4, 18, where it just said, I loved it, against all hope, Abraham hoped. And when I watch you lead sometimes, it's just like <laughs> that. It's just like, you're like, come on, everyone. Against all hope today, we are going to hope. <laughs> it's just the most beautiful <laughs> thing. I love it. Like, oh, friend. But yeah, thank you. You're making me cry. I'm totally tearing up over here. I'm like, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I, I think, I think we, I think as as I've done like listening in my own story and listening to other people's stories, I think to that we all know like this idea of to be human is to be broken. And yet we're all yeah. image bearers. So there's this both and of like, we are really broken. And yet even people who don't know Jesus and who aren't walking with him, they are made in his image. Like, And so there's, there is that like, yes. If you're made in the image of God, there's got to be some good there too. But we're broken, but there's good. And so this both and of being really broken and busted up and a mess and yet of being carried and held tenderly in the hands of a father who made you just feels, I, I don't know. And it's audacious. I mean, and this is what we talked about when we wrote that song. I can, I can go back to that moment. And I love the way you wrote about it in the book. We were like knee to knee, like just like literally circling around the we book were, of life. Like there's beholding its treasures. Yes. You know? <laughs> Cause there are so many, yes. even though there's yes. so many mysteries in here and things that I don't understand. I'm like, and, and can't wrap my head around and that's faith, right? Like, it's like, we don't fully right. comprehend this, but the audacity of, of mm. hoping against hope that just feels like yeah. crazy. You're like, Oh, I have everything I need mm. while I am in lack. And that is that whole mm. sermon on the Mount thing. And when you look at, right. uh, Somebody sent me an article when I was, a friend of mine, actually it was my producer, Casey Cooley. He was like, hey, I just read this article in like National Geographic or something about how basically a canyon is an upside down mountain. And I was like, that will preach. <laughs> I love like that. In wow. our lowest places where our dreams right. are feel like they've been shattered, mm. God can meet us even there. And it's not the end of the story. And yet we're able, we have freedom to grieve that. That's just, it's all of it. It's all of it. Mm -hmm. And I think of that John 10, 10 mm. life to the full. And, and, and when I hear that song, I, I think one of the things, mm. what was it your friend said when he sang, everything is mine, your worship leader friend? Yes. He's, this is my friend George. He's from South Africa, and he looks like a bouncer, I mean, or like a bodyguard. And he just looks over at me with the biggest <laughs> tears in his eyes, and he's like, he's like, I feel invincible. 
He's like, Christy, this song makes me feel invincible. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But it is because of Jesus. Yeah. Like he has entered into this place and he's already moved through it. And he's going to bring mm-hmm. us through it. And it never, suffering never gets the final word. And so I can't mm-hmm. shake that. I just, I can't shake yeah. it. And I think okay. it's why that image of, of a river of water moving to our lowest places of, of God's love meeting us and running deeper mm-hmm. than the cr- deepest cracks in our own hearts. I just am like, when you encounter that, all of a sudden I feel like what he named in me is like, you can sing in valleys too. Like, okay. And and look yeah. at how it echoes off of all the walls. You know? mm. like, oh my gosh. Yes. And it could be a song wow. of lament. Those are okay too. Um, right. So I'm grateful and I'm grateful for the way um, that we can, we're like, we are more than conquerors. And Jesus, and we could say that when we are like dog tired, losing in a battle, <laughs> you're like, but I'm more than a conqueror. Yeah. <laughs> Seems crazy and backwards. Yes, but it's true. that's right. Yeah, oh. it is. It's that. It is that truth to stand on because obviously, when we say Jesus, everything is mine in you. It's. It's. I think I even say it in the book. It can't mean a person, place, or a thing. It can't. It has to be the promises, like you're saying, it's that upside down kingdom. It's the, that the Canyon is an upside down mountain and that the river goes to the low, it, the river pools at the lowest places. It's just, it's all those things. And, and I love that, you know, the, the truth. And even my friend, uh, Megan and I were talking about, uh, just, we went on a trip. She traveled with me somewhere and we were just talking about, um, how, you know, the pressing uh, that we're experiencing even right now. I mean, I think all of us, even on top of just what we're experiencing as a world, you know, we all have also those things in our lives that are just causing that. Um, we, she used it in terms of just that, that, that pressing and, and, but how, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's because of that pressing that we're able to then be equipped and to walk into, um, the the fullness of what you know God has for us, and I talk about it a lot in the book. You know, this that the whole uh, even just the section that this chapter sits in is called the capacity of the beloved, and I just love so much that I wasn't even ready for like honestly, like I think I told a group of people this the other day, but like I I, I knew I had the calling of the beloved. That's the first section, and then I had the community of the beloved. That's the second section. And I knew that the third section was about sort of then how how do we go and express, you know, who we are as, you know, sons and daughters to this world around us. I was like, okay, it needs to be a C word. <laughs> like I hadn't really even like gotten what that <laughs> word was yet. <laughs> I was like calling community. And finally I was like capacity. Starts like capacity. with C. Exactly. <laughs> totally so. And, and. But I love that it was like I got into it and then I start like doing a word search on capacity. Thankfully, I didn't go to the Urban Dictionary, but um, that time. But like uh, I looked at, you know, capacity <laughs> and it can mean just obviously like 
I think of immediately, and one of the definitions is this sort of like what you can crank out and supply. It's sort of like what, you know, we're, we're used to that. And, you know, as far as just the pace of life, you know, what are you building? What are you cranking out? What do you got to get done today? So you can think of capacity like that. But I love so much even what you're saying um, with this canyon and this picture um, is, is so beautiful. But capacity can also be all about what we are able to hold and receive and contain. And I love even what you say in in the song is that we become that canyon with a river run through it, through river running through it, you know? And it's like we literally That's right. become it. And it's it's um so precious how even like um even in seasons of um such unimaginable hardship especially just you know like i said we have things that unite us that we've all been walking through and then we each have just even on top of that in our individual stories things that we're wrestling with but like i love that it doesn't sideline us it doesn't derail us it invites us absolutely That's to right. be a key player in 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 the kingdom um because he's building us to be the kingdom he's building us to, like you said, be a particle in that river. And it's just so beautiful. And and I love even too, even as I was thinking about you this morning and just praying for our time, I thought about how even just what, you know, you and your life and your music and what God's called you to, and even Drew, like just that I feel like even the music that comes out you are called to, and I talk about it in this chapter of what it even looks like to stand in the gap for people who have not yet believed um, that all is theirs in Christ. And so I think so much of um, your life and even just what God is, it's so evident to me, even just this work He's done in you recently is for such a time as this. And there's another song on the (laughs) Faithful Project that's all about Esther, for such a time as this, and I see you flipping through your Bible. Are you going to preach? <laughs> I know. I'm like, I just, there's so much richness. I'm like, oh my gosh, we can talk for three more hours. Yeah, share, and then, yes, I'd love for you to even just pray for the, for the listeners today around what's stirring right now, even just um, with that very truth. That's so good. Okay. <laughs> Um, oh man. So it, I think of the invitation, just thank you for speaking all of that over me. And Mm. I, I love that you mentioned the rise up and the Esther story, Mm. because I think for me, there is this sense of come you who are thirsty. Yeah. Like, come with me to the river. Let's go get a drink. There is this sense of come all you who are weary and heavy laden, mm-hmm. and I will give you rest. I, mm-hmm. I just was telling you, I was like, I need to go just sit in this book and literally like operate from a place of being beloved, even in my mm-hmm. brokenness, and move from that place forward. That's the most important thing that we can do is understand our belovedness, which you talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just, I when I think about what, what he is doing and what he invites us into. I think of that Esther story mm-hmm. and the song that we, that we wrote rise up for such a time as this. And Mordecai tells Esther, he's like, Hey, who knows that you have been born 
but for such a time as this to stand in the gap on behalf of a people who are oppressed to give your surrender. Yes. Even though it could cost you your life, you know, I mean, it's like, is that what maybe that's anyway, I, I just, we are invited into this and he says, but if you do not, stand up deliverance will arise from somewhere else. And so it's Mm. this amazing gift of being invited Mm. into the story of God, into the story of standing in the gap for people and the story of being light bearing people in the midst of darkness, water, a lot living water people in the midst of deserts. And yet there's no pressure on us. He's got it, but we're invited yeah. to join in. And so I'm like, Jesus, I just say thank you. I thank you for this beautiful mm-hmm. invitation that you give to us. I thank you for this scripture in Isaiah 52. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim mm-hmm. peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Listen, listen Your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy when the Lord returns to Zion. They will see it with their own eyes. Burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. And I just, it says the Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations. And all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. And so, Father, I pray that you would help make us the people who are on the mountains. Make our feet the kind of feet who bring good news. Help us to be people who lean into this bridge building work that you are the ultimate bridge builder. Jesus is the ultimate bridge from death to life, from hopelessness to hope, from being lost to being found, from being lonely to being beloved and treasured, Father. Mm. I thank you that Jesus is the ultimate bridge builder. And Father, we just to get to be tour guides. You're the architect. You're building the whole bridge. But we get to be tour guides to say, look at this beauty. Look at the beauty of God. Look at the mm. feast that he sets for us. Look at this water that's ever ready to carry us when we're too tired to, to carry on ourselves. Father, would you help us be the peacemaking people, the reconciling people, the hope people, the particles that that bump together and form this current of water that brings life and flourishing, mm. even that goes to the lowest places, that goes to the darkest places and reflects mm. your light and your nourishment. And, mm. and you're more than enough for our not enough. I thank you that everything is ours in you, God, that, that you have everything that we need, that you know what we're carrying. You know what feels too like too much, Lord. Mm. And I thank you that we can drop our burdens off at the foot of the cross. And I also, Mm. in the same breath, thank you that you call us to carry each other's burdens, but not all on our own to carry them to you. So you can then carry us all together. So would you build us up? I thank you that you call each of us living stones and that you're using us to build your temple. And so Father, I pray that you would Free us up that you would bring healing to our most wounded places. I I pray that you would help us to brave the depths of the pain in our own stories, the depths of the pain in this earth, so that we can proclaim and understand and experience the height of your love that can, that can, that can be so beautiful and so glorious and yet that can move so low. I thank you for the both and message of the gospel, Father.
I thank you that we don't have to pull it together for you to love us or for you to use us, that our capacity doesn't have to be productivity, numbers, like, like Chrissy's saying in her book, that our capacity often comes with just saying, I don't have enough. Here's my, my measly piece of bread and two fish. Mm -hmm. And I thank you that when we bring our not enough to you and our brokenness to you, you multiply it. And so would you multiply it, Lord Jesus? And would you bring comfort? And then would you help us to comfort others with the comfort we ourselves have received from you? We love you. We thank you for the spirit. We thank you that even though we are walking through this kind of divided and hard and, and, and hard and heavy season, Father, and time in our, in our country and our world, Father, I thank you that you are still on the move. You are still inviting us into this story of that you're writing, of you pursuing your people. And I thank you that you don't give up on, on us. We love you and yeah. we thank you for loving us. In the name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, friend. Your life is such a beautiful oh, song. I love you. Love you. And it just bless <laughs> Yours all is that. the same. I'm so grateful. <laughs> Yes, I bless all that just that God is stirring in you. And it's just, it's so evident. So thank you for just like pouring out on us today. And um, everyone, you need to listen to Canyon today. Um, it'll it'll make you, uh, yeah, <laughs> want to go jump in that river. And also, um, yes, again, just the Faithful Project live stream May 1st. It's coming right up. And again, the link to that is in the description of this podcast. Thanks again, friend. I hope we get to actually see each other for real sometime soon again. I know. I hope so too. I'll see you at least virtually on the live stream May 1st. Yes. <laughs> yes, we will. Love you, friend. Love you. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>